Good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Welcome to station W-E-F-U-N-K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial brothers. Hello? Ian. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yep. How do I sound? Uh, like you're in an echo chamber. Why always a fucking echo chamber? Because you're echoing? All right. Fucking perfect. All right. I'm going to sign in and I'll be back in one minute. All right. Sounds good. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. No more equity. Equity. Echoing. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, you're right. No more either one. I'm with you. Every time I hook up with my phone, it gets, you say, uh, echoes. So what, you out in the, uh, the cave or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They walk around out here now because I ain't got wired to my computer. Yeah. Smoke. We're all good. Well, I'm hoteling it again, so I'm screwed. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in Texas right now. Yeah. At least you're to the nice weather. Yeah, it ain't too bad. Man, but I'm sick too. Sucks. Are you? Yeah. Not COVID <coughs> sick, right? Just sick? I'm pretty sure it's not COVID. I mean, I don't know, three or four days now. The crazy thing is, it only happens at night. It only happens at night? Yeah. So it's funny. When I was sick, dude, I had a cough and a runny nose. And during the day, I was, I wouldn't say I was good, but I, I was okay. Like, it didn't really bother me. But then when nighttime came, I was fucking sick as fuck. Yeah, that's how this I meant to did. Google it when it happened. I actually did, but I didn't find anything in- interesting. Because it's funny. Me and Kim were talking about it. She's like, why is sickness always worse at night? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you're tired. I, I don't know. There's a couple studies linking that people tend to drink a lot less water in the evenings than they do throughout the day. Drinking a lot of water helps keep mucus from thickening up. So at night, when you stop drinking as much, or especially if you lay down, it encourages mucus to pool up in different areas. Yeah. I'll, it's I'll buy it. But yeah, no, with my freaking night sickness thing, like it's enough that when I get up, like there's no one that thinks I'm sick. Like there's nothing. No stuffy nose, no coughing, no. I wake up in the morning, jump in the shower, come out of the shower, I'm 100% fine. And about a half hour after I eat dinner, I start coughing, nose starts running, the whole thing. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. So the thing is, but for whatever reason, I get up, the shit clears up, I do my thing, I come back and I get sick again. Oh my god, you got the fourth strain of COVID. Oh fuck, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> patient, patient zero. <laughs> I never told you my middle name is Wuhan? Yeah. Yeah, we got the third strain coming out now. Oh yeah, Omicron. Sounds like a fucking video game. Yep. Dude, I can't do two more years of this. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I, sh- I should say, I hear you. I, I got to tell you, man, like Tennessee, it's pretty refreshing. But now down in Texas, I-, I see more masks down here than I would have guessed, actually. But like Tennessee, even in Texas, when I was in Georgia, Bama, like the South never got the memo. I mean, it- it's pretty much normal life. Te- here in Texas, I'm just outside of Dallas. That's a little bit more than the rest of the places down in this part of the country. But for the most part, Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee, all over South Carolina, even. Nothing's different. To Pennsylvania, well, here in central Pennsylvania, it's no one's truly wearing anything. Yeah. My home to New York, Erie County, 100% masks, any public place. What's the world coming to? The other thing I hear is like there's places that want, that require you to give them access to your, not that they can log into it, but you know, all of your, like your Facebook name and your 
fucking Twitter name and all that shit. And they want to follow you on all these things as a condition of employment. I have heard that one. These people ask me for it. Fortunately, I don't use any of that shit. They probably think I was lying to them. But they're like, what's your Twitter? I'd be like, what the fuck is Twitter? <laughs> you know? How about your Insta? Like, I thought Insta was a fucking grocery delivery place. I don't use any of it. I do have a Facebook, and my last post was in, like, 2017 or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be me if they asked me for it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, don't have that. Don't have that. Yeah, I, I would actually love it, because I would just fuck with it. Oh, absolutely. But like, no, I'm not going to give you my tip. Oh, you have to. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't even have one. What do you think of that? <laughs> hey, you can follow me all you want. Yeah. You yeah. might as well follow Elon, Elon Musk. It's going to be more entertaining than mine. <laughs> yeah. You want to follow me? Follow me on your bicycle. Not on fucking Twitter. But I also don't understand that whole thing. Like, I, I it must be because I'm old, but old people do it too. Like, what do people do when they wake up in the morning and they're like, huh. I need to have a shit. But before I do that, I'm going to tell everyone in the fucking world that I need to have a shit. Hashtag pooping. I just don't fucking get it. Like, oh, here's a picture of this fucking food I ate. 5,000 of my closest friends will love to see a fucking picture of a steak. They've never seen one of them before. Dude, it's funny. Thanksgiving. Kim puts out all the food. The girls make their plate. Paige is like, I need a picture of this. And I'm like, for what? I'm like, first time with a turkey? I mean, like, what? And Alyssa's like, oh, yeah, no, I need a picture of mine, too. And I'm like, I just don't fuck. I couldn't imagine caring enough to go back and look at that picture, much less anyone else who didn't eat it. Yeah, no shit. Like, like, yeah, I do it. I don't know. You know, actually, probably the best thing to, to do with that is I should do a Twitter and get everyone that I know to fucking be on my Twitter friends and take a picture of fucking food randomly and post it. And then everyone that likes it, I know those are people I need to fucking cut out of my life. <laughs> That'll be like my fucking, my filter. Be like, yeah, fucking my mom goes, yay, you ate fucking pizza. Okay, mom, we're done. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking who's next? Like, uh, uh, Dude, you're right. Old people do it. What? I haven't had my Facebook on in years. I actually just turned it off. So I mean, okay. I guess I technically have one, but it's not on. Dude, my uncle, who is, like, my dad's age, obviously, dude, like, he put on this, like, location thing, and, like, you tell people when you're some at some restaurant and shit, and it's like, okay, like, cool, you're going out to eat. Yeah. What, what am I supposed wow. to like about this? Yeah. Ooh, even better. It's a restaurant I never heard of. Excellent. Like, well, what's that fucking doing for me? Oh, yeah. Is this, is this what I'm looking at? Yeah, I just, man, I do not get it. I don't know why anyone want, would want to post it. I don't know why anyone would want to read it. You know, then some of the stuff that is posted that is important information, like, I think it was her cousin or something, but, like, one of Christina's cousins posted that there's one of her other cousins, the kid's sister, died. Like, she found out her cousin died on Facebook. And she's like, wow, my cousin died. It says right here on Facebook. And so, obviously, it wasn't someone she was super close to, but Someone she grew up with. Right. And yeah, just the whole thing. Like, who the fuck's posting that? I guess the people that are posting their fucking steak, too. But I, I don't know. Just top to bottom. I don't understand it. Anyways, we ready to hit important stuff here? So this thing, a five-hour episode? <laughs> too late. Uh, that's awesome. Did you go out and figure out all the uh, playoff scenarios? Uh, Yeah. That's good, because I didn't. Let's talk some football. 
Yeah, sounds good. All right, yeah. So, what? Get started on an episode here. For yeah, hour, sure. number, hour number two, episode two, actually about football. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, news. No GM yeah. meetings this week. Probably not. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm happy to hold it, but there's no trade, so it would just be getting on the bullshit, which I'm all for. So maybe I'll throw it up there, even just make it a half hour, see if anyone stops in, whatever. But it's kind of, I don't know. The point was trading, I guess. So. I'm I'm open to it, but I don't know if it's worth. It. Yeah, we're a little barren the last couple of weeks, and now with no trading. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe Thanksgiving is to cut off next year. Like we didn't quite get to it on that Friday. Well, we tried to do that other episode, but there was so much there I couldn't even turn it into anything. Yeah, I kind of figured that after we got yeah. off next year, maybe we'll uh, we'll try to get the trade episode in a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, I think probably the week before Thanksgiving is the way to go. Yeah, Which, thanks. Thanksgiving will always make it tough. Yeah, yeah, and so you got Thanksgiving weekend, and it's the trade deadline, and 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 and. So yeah, I think a week earlier is the way to do it. Absolutely. I think all in all, it went well, though. What we do, maybe four or five of them. Yeah, yeah, and for the most part, we had the average, I think, five or six people per call. Yeah, a couple of them more, a couple of them less, but yeah, yeah, I think it it was worth doing. So we'll probably try it again, especially. Earlier in the season is when to get it going, too. That's The later it gets, the harder it is to trade. I, I mean, there were still trades going right up till the deadline, but, you know. Yeah, it's, man, it's, Matt made the last trade on Sunday, so. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it really, it's the first six weeks where you're trying to get your team right and get ready to make the run. And you get to this point, some people are looking to next season and that. There's still trades happening, but, but yeah, so we'll start it, you know, right from week one or maybe week two next year and, and carry it through probably week 11. All right. Question of the day. What's the right punishment for no lineup? This is a perpetual problem. Yeah, it was again this, it was again this week where two teams that went up against each other, uh kick ass Kistner versus Legion of Boom, both teams failed to set a lineup. And right up until the end, it looked like whoever lost was gonna be because they didn't put someone in. I mean, it was a tight game right up until the last two minutes of Monday night. And, and even still, I think. Legion of Boom wound up winning by not a ton anyway, 10 or 15 points or something. Yeah, this is going to have to be brought to the table in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we got to spend tons and tons of time on it because we, we've we nailed this one down to death. But, yeah, th- this needs to be addressed. Yeah, no, it definitely does. But I guess the the question of the day, though, remains the same. Is what, in your opinion, so there's been a handful of things discussed. One, as you do it, you lose draft picks. You made it the suggestion almost jokingly, but I kind of latched onto it that if you leave the player in your lineup, that you lose that player. Um, my newest one is that you take a cap hit, you know. So every week that you you don't set a lineup, right, right from week one that way, because it's that's a pretty small punishment in the grand scheme of things, but it'll matter, especially if you do it a handful of times. But 10 or 15, 20 dollars of cap space a week that basically you drop a phantom free agent onto their, their dead cap that carries through th- for that season. Um, of course, that could be counterproductive in the sense that you make it even harder to set a lineup, so then maybe they don't at all. Uh, of course, you know, there's at least one person in the league that would be in favor of just getting booted out of the league. Um, yeah, I don't know. In your opinion, what's what's the right one there? Or, or none, or something different, I don't know. Uh, booting someone else last resort. I'll start yeah. there. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, that's my opinion of it. 
Um, I, I like to lose the player might be harsh. Yeah, possible. So, but I am not against losing draft picks and or cap or both. Well, sure. Maybe some combination of them. Yeah. Um, but like we've talked about in previous episodes, like one time stuff happens like multiple times. It, it, it's a habit. And, and these were, you know what? It bounced the right way this week, but like this is playoff changing things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, so there was another one out there that, which one? There's a couple games that, yeah, could have potentially had playoff implications. So I was actually thinking about this the other day and in the off season, and I'll sit down with the pen and paper. And I won't announce who it is because I think that'd probably be pretty unfair, pretty irate to somebody. Yeah. Just to see if what would be different in the grand scheme, maybe nothing's different. Uh, possibly there's a different champion. Like I've ran some of these and I don't exactly remember what it was. And it wasn't even this league, but like different scenarios in my head of like when people didn't set a lineup or, or something was tight or something like that of just how like that minute thing can change the whole outcome of a lot of things and, and possibly who wins the whole thing. Sure. Like, like I, I would never really want to stick that asterisk on anybody. Cause that'd be a little unfair, but I, 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 it's just something I want to do for my own knowledge. I mean, say at the end of the year, you win this and we go back and run and, you know what one lineup change in week six just bumps things a little differently and, and you play somebody else different in the first round of the playoffs sure. does that mean does that mean Stephen wins at that point i mean like you, you don't you don't see it but like that's a very real possibility and, and it's week six you're like i missed the lineup in week six shit happens which it does i get but like we've had enough where it seems like the simulation is worth my time yeah so if you actually do that i'd be real curious because I, I thought about this the other day because jeremy whom i played didn't left a guy in that was out also yeah and they want to change the outcome of our game but it, it's interesting you bring that one up because i was trying to remember everyone I, I went through and looked but but by not setting his whole lineup this is jumping ahead a couple of spots in the, the podcast but jeremy if he loses again next week is really 50-50 to make the playoffs on rankings. And he is right now 31 points ahead of the green wall for the, the scoring slot. It could come down to a thing where every single point matters and not having that player in that week made a difference. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm jumping even farther ahead. I hate to be a spoil, you know, spoil stuff. But when we get to the game breakdowns, we're going to talk about it. But Jeremy's in a bad way this week. He doesn't actually have enough offensive players to really make things work as it is without dropping someone. So you take last week and then maybe he lets it ride this week. And all of a sudden he picks up a loss this week, the right teams win and he gets outscored by 30 points and he's out of the playoffs. I mean, like this is extremely realistic right now. Like 31 <laughs> points, 31 points over two weeks is not a big uh, obstacle. It's not too much to overcome. Right, and when you're talking 31 points, like, you know what? Putting a player that scores five, six, seven points that your player that was out does not score mm -hmm. is making a big difference when you're cutting it down that far. Oh, yeah. I almost guarantee when I do the simulation, it's going to change the outcome of the winner. I, I would almost, you know, I, I would put a dollar on it. 
Like, like that's how sure I'm going to be that th- this is going to change it. I think there's a good chance of it, but only because at the point you change the teams in the playoffs, like you say, everything cascades from there. I'm relatively certain just off the top of my head, one team is going to be different in the playoffs because of this. And now I just was looking at Jeremy's that very possibly two teams will be different in the playoffs from not setting lineup. Right. And two teams, then you break it down the matchups and you know what? I I think there's a, a very decent probability that I'm right. And this league for, for a good reason is becoming very highly competitive. There is not one or two people walking away with this whole thing. And there's not one or two people like stomping on anybody, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you're going to get into this later. Like there's a lot of stuff wide open, like that maybe not a high probability of happening, but there's stuff wide open. I sort of looked, I could finish anywhere from the, uh, from the number one seed to uh, having to get in on points. Obviously my range is probably not quite that because everything would have to fall into place, but you know yeah. what? A lot of people are in this. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's really, there's really just two teams that are out. And then there's a third team that's a really long shot. And then the other nine, I can't tell you who's going to make it. It's, it's too cloudy. Right. You know, we were, we were texting with Fisher yesterday and, and I meant what I said, like, this is the matchups that are coming. Like, and you know, he not as far out as he thought he was like, he thought I'm all done. That's not the case. No, uh, here with two games left to play, there's one team in the whole league that is uh, locked into the playoffs. And that's the uh, the number crunchers. If they lose their last two games, they would uh, still be their division champ. Right, right, because they they won their division no matter what. So yeah, you can put the X next to them; they got it. Yeah, but that's one out of twelve that's in, and three out of twelve that aren't. Everyone else, it, it's a complete toss up. Absolutely. So, so congratulations, Keith. You know, you're first one to officially lock up the playoff spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You are the first official. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, before we're going to talk more about that, I kind of skipped over real quick though. The, uh, the pick six results this week, you got, uh, four correct, brought you up to 18 total, still in first place. I got five correct, bumped me up within one game of you. So I'm at 17 green walls at 15. Boys in Black and Number Crunchers at 14. Maintenance Woes at 11. Adam and Justin both are at 8 from Team Hackenberg. Hondi Killers at 6. Buffalo Pollocks at 3. And then Vito, Kistner, and Legion of Boom all still sitting at 0. So I got to tell you a quick side note on this, Ian. Yeah. So you remember how I told you how bad I was? Uh, I am at Pick'em Football? Yep. So I... Uh, whatever, 10 episodes or whatever ago, I was bragging. I went 15 and one that one week and like how proud of myself I am. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that's uh, Adam Taylor runs that league with Adam who plays with Hackenberg here. Yeah. Um, so I was in with, within like two points of the leader going in this week, which happens to be Adam's girlfriend, but whatever. And uh, I picked a whopping two right this week. Now I'm 11, 11 spots out. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really good at it. I was just on a good fucking lucky stretch. That's all. But I'll tell you, there's some uh, there's some game theory stuff behind Pick'em. Uh, I'm sure you'll be shocked to know that I've read up on this. There, there's some pretty in-depth studies out there about how to improve your odds of winning those things. Because some of them pools go for pretty big money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this one's a whopping like 50 bucks. But 
Well, even if you remember, we used to do the dairy conveyor one, and that one went for, I forget, but it was somewhere close to a grand. I was going to say that was quite a bit of money, wasn't it? Because there was a lot of people in that. I think it was somewhere close to $1,000. Right. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Maybe we should start thinking about buying it, doing a big one. We'll advertise it on Facebook along with our food. Oh, yeah. That's actually perfect. Have a pick'em card sitting next to a plate of like, what's that weird fucking hash brown stuff that they have up by you? Oh, uh, Scrapple. Yeah, a picture of Scrapple with a pick'em card. I mean, what could be better? Dude, most of the world don't know what Scrapple is, so. I don't know what Scrapple is, and I've watched someone eat it before. <laughs> you know, five years in Pennsylvania, I still haven't tried it. I keep meaning to, and I just, that, I don't know. Circumstances just led that I have not tried it yet. I'm going to try it. I mean, whatever. What yeah. can I do? Be bad? I mean, beating bad shit before. Sure, yeah. Like salad and shit like that. So I, I've tried that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I've never, I've never gone that far. I mean, I've eaten a fish head, but never a fucking salad. Oh yeah, you're you're the fish head guy. The eyeballs and everything, right? No, I skipped the eyeballs. I couldn't do it. Couldn't. Wasn't that the good part? Didn't you tell me they were like saving that for you and shit? Oh yeah, yeah. And then I just I went and because like I couldn't not eat it. Like I had a whole table full of people that are like, oh here, yeah, you know. What an honor. And I was like, oh, yay. So I picked that. I ate like the cheeks and some of the different parts in there, but I, the eyeballs, I just, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Uh, dude, you're better than me. I don't know if I could eat any of that fish head. Yeah. Anyways, back to pick. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Football. It's all these tangents we get off on. Oh, yeah, man. What is it, like four in the morning now? Yeah, probably. <laughs> 3.30. Works in an hour. We're good. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, got you by one game here. Yeah, yeah, just a couple weeks left to go. I'll probably keep it going through the playoffs because we have a full slate of games throughout the playoffs. So um, a lot of the other stuff will sort of fall away. But, uh, yeah, I'll keep the pick going right up through probably the Super Bowl. All right. Eh, Have to be the week before the Super Bowl because that's the week where teams stop. Like, no one sets their lineup to play for fourth and fifth place. No, no, not at all. But and note to everybody: if I'm in the finals, do not pick me. You will not get a win for that. <laughs> oh man, who knows? This could be the year. Yeah, yeah. You you know what? That this is really bad. But and I lose in them finals so much. Like even last year when I was in them, I wasn't even overly excited. I'm like, I'm going to lose, and I did. Like I always do. It's weird. One year yeah. I'm gonna. Now I'll be very surprised. Oh, hey, actually, one sec. Can you hold that yep. thought? Yep. Okay. I'm just, uh, all right, putting it in Jordan Todman, $2. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you, Ian. <laughs> oh, man. All right, last year's, or last year's, last week's games. Yeah, yeah. So we had, uh, starting off, Buffalo Pollocks taking on the Purple People Eaters, yours truly. Predicted Buffalo Pollocks by 12 points. Final outcome, Purple People Eaters by five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but was it only five? I thought that game was getting bigger than that. I was up by like 50, and he had like three defenders left. So I was like, ah, this won't be anything. Yeah, it was something. Jordan Brooks, when uh, Adams caught that interception last night, I was like, yeah, it wound up being one of those Alvin Kamara things. But on the other side, I'm sitting there watching my phone like, like you know, when Heideke got the ball back in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, 
just kneel it out. What are you doing <laughs> trying to score? And it's like, well, we're we're only up by six. Fucking kneel it. Who cares? Uh, oh yeah, man. It was you one ran of into Stevens defense too. When I played him, dude, I forget who it was. Does he got Devin White? Yeah. Scored like 25 points. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? And I think Adams had his first career interception that game. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah. And I lost. But no, uh, fortunately, fortunately, I needed you to win this week. So thank you. Oh, yeah. happy to oblige. Yeah. Yeah. So we had uh, going into the Sunday night game, he had Patrick Queen on Sunday night who scored 14 points. He had Jamal Adams on Monday night who scored 14 and a half and Jordan Brooks from the Seahawks who scored 12. Yeah, that big lead I had was freaking shrinking quick. Uh, it's such an uneasy feeling. Oh, yeah. No, yeah I, I, and quite quite honestly, I mean, he it's any given Sunday. Anything can happen, but, I mean, he had the better team there. I mean, he started Cam Newton. That, I was even saying last week, like, I don't know, you're going to try him one more week, but. And then he just got completely fucking hosed with the C-Mac thing. Yeah, dude. I will say, like, I don't know, Steven. Someone out there probably still give you a first and something for him. Like, is it time? I think it might be time. I mean, do do what you want. It's your team, obviously. But, man, if I could get, you know, like Honda Killer. If I could get a first from Honda Killer, going to be somewhere in the top three picks, most likely number two. I think I'm taking that if I can get that and, and the player that's worth something. Or that in the third, or well, that in the second. I don't know. That in something. Yeah, dude. It, it's it. Yeah, for Stevens' team, the way it's constructed right now, yes. And yeah. that, like, like your scenario is like a really good one because Honda Killer wants to be on the up and up. Yeah. Like, and, and no offense against you know Honda Killer there, um, Luther, but like. If he misses a little bit on CMC, it doesn't hurt him as much as it's going to hurt Steven if CMC keeps doing this to him, if that makes sense. Well, like, Steven has a window here, and now well he, that, needs, he needs players that are going to play now. Well, that like, he put CMC in this week, and it killed him because he went out after three points or something. Like, that could be a contributing factor for him to not make the playoffs this season. When, like I said, I mean, I hate to say it because it was my team, but he should have won that game. But he had other, I mean, he has other running backs he could play. Obviously, you don't start him over McCaffrey if he's healthy, but. Yeah, McCaffrey scores nine instead of four, he beats you. Cam Newton completes more than five passes, he beats you. Well, but if he goes, you know what? McCaffrey's been dinged up all season. I just, I know he's my best player, but I can't trust him. I start Josh Jacobs. He wins. Right. So, yeah, I'm not saying anyone would do that, but that's the thing is. If McCaffrey's gotten to the point where he's torpedoing a team of that caliber that many times, I don't know if it's time to move on, especially two years in a row. I mean, sometimes people just wear out. Yeah, it's so sad because he's such a good player. But you know what? We've seen this a hundred times. Sometimes these great players, just like you said, they wear out. They get the ball too much. They Their body don't hold up, whatever it is. Like... Yeah, if I'm parlaying that for a one and a, a useful player, especially if it's going to be one of them high ones, I'm, I'm probably moving on. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but the, don't go on what I say. Steven's got one of the superior teams in this whole thing. He could be like, you know what, fucking Joe and Ian are crazy. And Kamara, or Kamara, McCaffrey might just be fine for, you know, the next couple of years. So, Well, and that's, that's the flip side of it. Frank Gore was injury prone to early in his career. so. 
And then he went on a 20-year run of being running back 12. Yeah, yeah, and playing 16 games a season for like, seriously, like 11 years into his 30s. So it's more the the fact that he torpedoes your team than anything. It's not that he's any less talented than he used to be. It's, it's the same reason that I started jettisoning, you know, jettisoning some of the players I got rid of this season because I just – I couldn't trust them to finish games. Right. Which is way worse than having someone that just misses a game in the first place. Yeah, at least you can set up for it and, you know, put a player in. Like you said, Jake was would have been the next guy he probably puts in. Yeah. And he actually makes a nice, comfy 15-point win on you. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it. Maybe we're just feeling Steven's frustration here a little bit. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously this week I didn't want him to win, but he should have, and that's kind of a shame because that leaves him still in decent shape but a little bit vulnerable to uh, getting – pushed out of this whole thing although that ain't very likely no no we're, we're god if i was a betting man not that i pick well but um, <laughs> you know what steven's going to be in the playoffs well yeah if he can manage a win against either kistner or legion of boom in the next two weeks he's a shoe in so, so it's not that it's going to happen it's more just yeah he's got to be disappointed with it he's it makes him a little bit of a long shot for the division champ and a long shot for a bye although both could still happen right all right, next game. Me uh, and Vito. Yep. We had Vito predicted to win by 13. We had TD's win by 52. Yeah, that's kind of beat down you get when you play me in the regular yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, especially when your players don't actually show up and play. Well, yeah. Did Jeremy have one or two guys that were out? I actually forget. They did well, look at this. But the big one was Moss, and that was it. Oh, Swift got hurt on him early in that game. That's what it was. Yeah, so we actually played. Full I mean, lineups help. It, it does, but like we said, I mean, that was like a game time, healthy scratch thing, which is pretty crazy because he was lead back for a chunk of the season. But we've all got lots of things going on. But Jeremy in particular, I know, was out running around with the kids and stuff every weekend, going to the campground. And he looked at it. He said it Saturday night or Sunday morning, and it got by him. And it's, it's unfortunate because that's a lot more realistic of that and the Lamar Jackson thing together could be – two big contributing factors that actually might push him out of the playoff. Right. Yeah, we touched on it earlier, and I see you got plenty of good notes down here to talk about it here shortly. Yeah, yeah, so we're we're working our way that way. All right, Greenwall and Hackenberg. Yeah, with the Greenwall favored by 11, and they pulled it out by 6. So the uh, prognosticators were pretty much right this week on that one. Pick them right every now and then. Yeah, well, what's that? We say even a broken clock is right twice a day. Absolutely. But yeah, I I don't know that there's any tail of the tape here so much as the game, both teams scored a bit less than what they were expected to, but the game basically went according to script. It was fairly tight. The For the most part, the players you thought would play well did. The players that you knew won it, like Kyle Pitts, didn't it? Yeah, yes. that's kind keep, of the story. We got to keep on that, Trump. Um well, no, it's just funny. I mean, to pick that early, he could have actually had the best tight end in the rookie class. And, well, Frymuth had a pretty good game. But I just don't know why you would use the uh, number, your, your first-round pick on the second or possibly third best tight end in the class. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that, and I know we're going to get into this a little later on, but, uh, yeah, Mitch just he needs to keep scoring consistent points and more than other people. Yeah, and so it was kind of in the driver's seat until everything got flip flop. But again, we'll we'll touch on that because I see you got it down a little lower here, anyways. Once we get through the recap here, that's uh, 
that's the main thing this week. It'll shock everyone to know I, I don't have any free agents this week. I didn't have any last week. I mean, it's it's pick week. You get this late, it is what it is. So Oh, I do. And if anybody picks them, it's okay. My kicker's on by, so I'm picking up a kicker. Oh, well, so I'm picking up a kicker, but I don't have one to recommend. Hopefully you're not recommending the one I'm going for. I put it in for Bagley. Should I put it in for someone else? Because I really don't care. Uh, I Actually, I'm so worried about it. I, I have to check. I'll check it a little bit. <laughs> I really don't care. So uh, sidetrack number 728 tonight. Do we just get rid of kickers? Like, I don't, I don't want to. But, you know, that's how much attention we pay to them. But to be fair, that's how much attention I pay to them in the NFL. Every now and then I'll see a kicker come on and be like, oh, I didn't know Greg Zerline left the Rams. He's a saint now or whatever. And that is my total exposure to kickers in the NFL. Uh, you and me both. And there was a few episodes ago, though, that we did give props to a kicker. Did see the best kick of my life ever, uh, yep. Justin Tucker. Oh, yeah. But, uh Dude, if we get rid of kickers, um, yeah, it's whatever. I spend a dollar on them. I spend a dollar ten every year because I always have to cut one at bye week time, so I got a ten cent cap hit when I yeah. cut cut them the following week. Yeah, but then some people actually go out and side Tucker and get the set it and forget it and feel good. I mean, they're paying fourteen bucks, but out of a thousand, it's still almost nothing. And I'm not advocating it. You just hear on like the podcast and stuff. A lot of those guys bang on about getting rid of kickers and. I actually think they should be in fantasy. You you just make it hard for them to score points. You know, you shouldn't have a kicker that scores 40 points. I don't care what they do. No, I got you. You know what? Uh, and you don't know what the kicker's useful for when you beat Steven by five. If he had a really good kicker that scored nine that week, maybe yeah. he beat you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it makes no difference. I mean, like I said, they spend a dollar ten every year. All right. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Someone can nominate it. If they want, I'd probably vote against getting rid of them, but you know, I can be outvoted. Yeah. Oh, that means we get an extra roster spot. I'm all for it. I'm actually really <laughs> not uh, for getting next more roster spots. I say it to you every year, but I'm actually not for it. Tomorrow I look at it. Yeah, I'm back and forth on it, but I I get both sides of the both sides of the conversation for sure. For me personally, I want it for the better men of the league. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. All right. Before but, we go too far. Yeah, number crunchers taking on the boys in black and a gut wrencher. Number crunchers favored by 24 and they won by 36 in the end. Yeah, number crunchers are on fire right now. They they have to be the hottest team. I think this is five straight now. Yeah. And scoring boatloads of points along the way. Yeah. And yeah. Fish really wanted this game. And you know what? Not to rub more salt in it, third highest scorer in the league went this week. So oh yeah. Yeah, no, he, he put together a good game. It just, well, as you saw, it wasn't quite enough. Yeah, a number of crunchers going to be hard to beat right now. Yeah, no, I mean, it really is going to come down to do all the all the players he has firing on all cylinders. Do they stay healthy for the next three weeks, four weeks throughout the playoffs for us? Absolutely. And for his sake, he better hope this ain't the peak and they start to come down, which is what the rest of us are hoping for, but. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is seasons are all about windows. You know, like there's that chart. We already talked about it. I won't spend a ton of time there, but that uh, points versus average thing that I uh, made a couple of weeks ago. Like yep. if you manage to filter out the noise there or if you use the numbers or however and look at it, you can see that there's there's trends there. Like teams get hot for, you know, here's one that got real hot for three weeks in a row and then they'll drop. And then they'll have a cold part, and then they can get hot again. 
like it, it's windows, it, it moves, you have groups of games, you know, you had team veto from week two, three, four, five, getting better and better, being one of the highest scoring teams in the league. And then six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, you know, just dropping off from there. So yeah, it it definitely happens. So that that's all all of our hope is that that's what's happening for number crunchers. Otherwise, we might as well just give them the trophy that, that we Oh, ab- absolutely. And Dalton Hilliard, our only possible free agent of the week last week to pick up. He picks him up, starts him 17 points. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that worked out for him. And we're debating if you would start him over, I don't know, someone shitty. Uh, yeah, well, but I think what we came up with is as long as McNichols was out, which I think he still was out, that Hilliard would be the start. Absolutely. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. 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 And I'd say the same thing again this week. Although with two strong performances in a row, maybe McNichols doesn't actually dethrone him anymore. It's hard to say. Yeah. You got to start to trust him a little bit. But uh, is it Foreman that's there? Yeah. Foreman, yeah. Foreman had a pretty big game, too. So, yeah. He's getting all the ground, you know, the groundwork and Hilliard's being the receiving guy. But, you know, we talked about this a couple times earlier in the season. Like, we thought that uh, Khalil Herbert was going to steal work from David and Montgomery. And just, nope, once Montgomery came back. And it, it could be the same for Hilliard. McNichols isn't an established guy like Montgomery is or Daryl Williams and CEH. Or it, I forget who all the examples are this season, but it happens year after year. So maybe Hilliard does hold on. But you see the incumbent come back, it should always make you nervous. Absolutely. All right, next game. Kick-ass Kissners and Legion of Boom. Yeah, we had Kick-Ass Kistner favored by 11. We have Legion of Boom getting their second win of the season, winning by 12. And uh, We touched on this earlier, or hammered it home earlier. No complete lineups again either side. Yeah, yeah, it was the, uh, the open spaces bowl. Hard to win without full lineups. Hard to win with full lineups. Yeah. Yeah, so you had on one side, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis both were out this week and got started. And on the other side, it was Clayus Campbell, and that's it. So in the end, like I said, it wound up being a 12-point win. There wasn't a defensive lineman out there that would have actually been started that would have scored 12 points, so it didn't matter. But, yeah, I tell you, the uh, the playoff picture would look extremely different right now if Kistner had won that week, this week. Right. Last game. Yeah, yeah, going to Team Honda Killer versus Maintenance Woes, and Team Honda Killer was actually favored by 11, but Maintenance Woes wins by 14. Team Honda Killer did Team Honda Killer thing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he just can't buy a win this year. Yeah, and you know, and, and uh, the little Pollock needed this. I suppose okay. I should say little Pollock or big Pollock because Steven's got to be the little one now. But anyways, yeah, Matt, Matt needed this win and, and and he got it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it kept him alive. So. Uh, a loss this week would have – he's still in contention for the scoring slot, but a loss this week would have effectively eliminated him from uh, getting in on one of the wild card spots. With the win this week, I kind of figured it out, and I know we'll get to it. Matt's still got a chance at the division. Yeah, yeah, he actually does. All right, anything else on the games? Yeah, no, I, I think all that, you know, kind of leads us into the actual meat and potatoes of this episode, which is the playoffs breakdown. So we're sitting out here with two games left. Left, Like we said earlier, one team is in. Really, three teams are out, and the other eight are right in the thick of it. There's not another team that couldn't get kicked out or right. couldn't make it. 
you'll derive back.